0: Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast.
1: Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a
0: professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible, and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business?
1: We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work, and that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn
0: how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Mompreneurs. Today, Veronica and I thought it would be fun to talk about how we travel for the holidays. Some of this stuff will apply to you know, non-holiday travel, of course, but staying sane and keeping some healthy habits while you're traveling specifically around the holidays can be really tough. So we both know what it's like to travel with kids, meet up with family that may not understand our choices, and try to navigate all the amazing holiday foods and habits that come with celebration. So today we came up with seven tips that we like to use when we're traveling for the holidays that just might help you too.
1: Yes, yeah, but first up, we want to welcome you to join us in our growing private community, the Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with Casey and I, but we also want you to connect with more driven business and family minded women. So hop over to the link in the show notes to join us and check out the resources we have for you there. And don't forget to invite your business bestie.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to keep today a little bit casual because I thought it would be more fun that way. Um, and just thinking ahead to, you know, I I've traveled a lot over the last few months, um, and so it was top of mind for me. And then mashing into that, the holiday season and all of the like treats and events you have to go to and travel and all of these things that come up. Um, I thought it would be kind of fun to dive into these um, this topic and what came top of mind for me, something that we have to do um, in our house uh, would be number one um, for us because we have food allergy issues. And so if you're out there and you have these types of issues, this is one of the biggest things that you have to do is to share your plan ahead of time where you can with, you know, the people that you're with. So recently, for instance, uh, my daughter had, we went to a family Christmas party, but it was also her birthday, and they wanted to do a cake. And we had to explain that it wasn't going to be possible to find a cake for her, you know, from a bakery. And I had to have that uncomfortable talk with the person who really wanted to do it and share with them that I would just bring a cake that I made that was safe for her that we could share with everyone. Um, And so having that talk can be a little uncomfortable, you know, at times, but I think it goes a long way.
1: Yeah. And I, I think too, being able and ready to bring your own things um, I always, actually this holiday was the first holiday that we kind of committed to our, we're gluten-free as a family. Our entire family is gluten-free. Oh, okay. Um, but usually we like kind of go off the rails for the holidays because we just thought it would be too hard. And this year we brought our own gluten-free desserts, our own gluten-free size. My mom made my favorite gluten-free, like my favorite dish, but in a gluten-free version. Um, and it was oh, that's awesome. Side. Yeah, it was great. And so we went, We I didn't even make our own desserts. We found a cute little gluten-free bakery and I ordered it and brought it to the, you know, and everyone was glad that I brought something because I have a toddler and they don't expect a lot from me. <laughs> um, yeah. So bringing your own stuff can really be, can be helpful in terms of just like not only committing to your health goals, but also kind of opening up the family to a new dish or new treat or whatever that you might bring to the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it in our house for a really long time. Um, You know, my daughter has had food allergy issues on and off over her lifetime. I'm also very gluten intolerant. So we have had to make different concessions. And I I was vegan for many years. I mean, there have just been concessions over a long period of time. And so I've been bringing my food places for years. (laughs) And, you know, um, on that note, just one of the other things that, you know, I wanted to talk about today, which um, I'm skipping forward to actually a different point than than we had anticipated talking about, but it kind of is relevant here, um, is to know your destination. So whether it's like your family's house or you're going to a friend's or wherever you're going, um, if you're traveling out of state, you might look into restaurants or local grocery stores. What can you find there? What can you pack in your suitcase? Um, and things like that, that just keep you on track with whatever you're doing, whether that looks like Food or supplements or your exercise equipment. You know, I have brought uh, in the past yoga mats. Places I've brought uh, um, bands. You know, to do mm-hmm. like strength workouts um, or even like my laptop to do like a video. You know, workout that I that I subscribe to. So, um, just knowing, like, w- thinking about like where you're going and what you're going to use when you get there um, can go a long way as well. Um, and that kind of just dovetails into that first point. So I just kind of wanted to highlight that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's more about just being intentional, right? Like it doesn't matter what is around or what you have. It's just a matter of like, like you said, bringing those bands or it's like having a, a I don't want to say a plan, but like having some sort of idea of how you're going to stay committed to your guests and keep it no matter where you're at.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, the last time I went through, because I've been in the airport so many times recently, (laughs) um, I really took time to, like, look in all those little shops with the magazines, you know, Um, and, Mm -hmm. and make myself familiar with what's available there that is, number one, safe for my daughter, number two, not complete garbage, and then, you know, mixing in whatever stuff I was bringing from home because some things you can't get until you're through security, like drinks or whatever, so you know, just having those ideas can be really helpful. So we tend to travel with like nuts and seeds and pretzels, gluten-free crackers, um, jerky. You can get really clean jerky um, usually in your local grocery store. Sometimes I buy it on Amazon. There's brand I like. But they also sell stuff like that in those little stores in the airport and in gas stations. And places where you think you're only going to find candy and chips, you know, do have some options there if you kind of Begin to open your eyes to them as you're traveling, and then you'll have a better idea each time you go.
1: Yeah, I agree. We we actually got stranded in El Part for like 24 hours longer than we were expecting, and it, I had a plan for you know a very short day, and it ended up being a very long day. And I agree. Like I was pretty surprised to see that it's it's way easier to stick to particular healthy habits nowadays than it used to be. That's for sure. As long as you're like willing to look for it. Um, they're definitely in those little convenience stores, which has been really nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, I even found like dried fruits, fruit leathers or fruit like chips. You can get uh, obviously um, regular fruits and stuff like that. And if you can do eggs, there's usually like hard boiled eggs in places, even at like Starbucks, you can get, you know, cheese and nuts and eggs um, in a little package. You know what I mean? Like that's not a hundred percent ideal, but, and it's probably cost more than you want to pay, but like it's available and you're not going to starve. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like, I look, tend to look at airport travel as an opportunity to fast as well, which, you know, there's some, there's lots of studies out there. It's pretty good for you depending on your own health, your baseline health, like all the things. So you have to make a decision for yourself. But sometimes I look at it as an opportunity to just water fast um, and I will bring my like regular water bottle through security and then you can fill it at the water bubbler when you get through, you know, or buy whatever water is, uh, you feel like is safe. Um, and you know, that works out sometimes depend, depends on my mood.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Um, and I think that also kind of goes back into our second point, which is like keeping as many healthy habits as you can. Um, and so me and Casey both have different focuses, but when it comes to travel or, um, staying at a family member's house that you're not normally at, that kind of leads us into our second point, which is keeping as many healthy habits as we can. We kind of were, you know, leading this way anyway, in case you have different focuses. And so at the end of the day, if I am staying at someone's house and I just feel like I am just not committed to the health that I know that I can, I always like to focus on like mindfulness and prayer so that that's spiritual health. Um, And I find that at least for me, when I, I am traveling or in a in a state of a full schedule, I find that my health kind of starts going downwards and it's, it's, it goes like spiritual health, then physical health and mental health. Um, and so I noticed that when I kind of recalibrate essentially and I start with spiritual health, so I always bring my Bible with me. I always have like, like meditation apps on my phone and different things. So I can always at least start there. And then I find that everything else kind of falls back into place as best as it possibly can. Um, and I know, Casey, you have a different focus. So what is your main focus on like your healthy habit?
0: Yeah, usually when I travel, I tend to focus in more on movement and hydration um, to keep me going, have my energy levels high because I'm usually more busy and more stimulated than I am at home and less on those food choices because typically I'm eating more than I normally would or I'm having an alcoholic drink more than I would or I'm eating different foods than I normally would. And so it's easier for me to just focus and it and it leans in a little bit to what you're talking about your spiritual health in the sense that like m- movement for me is usually a walk outside you know what i mean either with someone where i'm connecting in that way or by myself where i'm like resetting my brain um and so it tends to it it hits the move your body point but it also hits that like mindfulness point for me um and then hydration just everything in your body works better when it's well hydrated and that's something that i struggle with generally so it's when I put my mind to it, I'm just more likely to to keep it up while I'm away, you know?
1: Yes, that is a tip I'm going to be taking from you because I am not even sure I drink water today. So I <laughs> <laughs> have to go do that.
0: <laughs> I know, I have to, con- I sometimes use an app on my phone that like grows a little plant because I'm a sucker for like the visual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, how many plants do I have in my greenhouse? Like a toddler. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so the fourth point we want to talk about briefly today um, is just get back to the basics, right? Like, so stop making it so hard. (laughs) You know, um, I, I know Veronica had talked about, you know, the KISS strategy, of course, keep it simple, stupid. And like, especially during the holidays, there's a lot going on. There is just people everywhere. There's things that you have to do and places that you have to be. And really just dialing everything back can give you the space to be able to focus in really well on the things that matter the most, um, whatever those are for you. You know what I mean? Asking yourself that question, like, what are your specific basics? Yours, Because the things that are most impactful to me might not be the most impactful to you, Veronica. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's so important, just like you said, to to keep keeping it simple because, I mean, even in our points that we just got, I mean, it was simple things like drinking water and fasting and, you know, reading your Bible that you could do anywhere. So it's just like, as long as you are intentional, and I'm not going to use that word until, you know, the end of my day. of (laughs) because i feel like we come into this holiday season of just like well it's chaos so we're just going to kind of you know fly by the sea of our pants and it's like that's the that's really the only wrong decision that you can make it's literally as long as you're picking one or two things to hold on to and to to keep maintaining you're gonna feel much better coming out of the holiday season and into a new year where everyone's all into like you know doing more and doing more you do not even have to jump on that bandwagon because you will feel fulfilled in the way that you've been showing up for yourself throughout the holidays and into the new year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we talked about on a previous episode somewhere around Halloween, around how it, it's become this whole thing now where like it's one ginormous four-month holiday season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a third of your year. And if right. you kind of let everything go and just sort of give up because it becomes overwhelming and you don't know what to do you just get lost um and i'm as guilty at uh, you know at that as everyone yeah. is certainly um you know and it's okay to like allow yourself certain graces and allow yourself certain time but at some point you have to say that this has a limit and i've either hit it or i know where it is yeah. i i see the limit and i'm just going to allow myself to do whatever the thing is until I get to this point or whatever that looks like for you. you just kind of have to think about it. You know what I mean? And then really get back to the basics during the time when you're allowing yourself all of these other um, indulgences, for lack of a better word.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that also kind of goes into our point of point number five of controlling the controllables, because, you know, we're talking about the basics, but really the reason why we're talking about the basics is those are the very like bare minimum things that you can control, right? So you, no matter what is going on, you can throw on a coat and go outside and go for a walk or no matter what is going on, you can wake up a little bit earlier and have that quiet time that you need. So making sure that, you know, even though there are things, you know, maybe there are more desserts and you don't want to say no to all of them. That's really fine. Or, you know, the drinks or whatever else is is around, um, I'm a firm believer that like willpower is not a thing. So <laughs> if you want, you know, a couple of things, um, go ahead and do that. But control the controllables, you know, make that limit on I'll have one or two desserts. I'm not going to have 10 like I did before, or, you know, I'm going to have a couple of drinks. I'm not going to have, or if I do have a couple of drinks then I'm just going to drink water in between, it's like controlling what you can while still enjoying this, the company and the atmosphere in the season. Um, and it sounds it will just give you a lot more freedom than you think it will by, by kind of keeping what you can, keeping that hand in the control where you can, and then kind of just like being flexible everywhere else.
0: Yeah, I think that that, it just reminds me that like, you know, when you give yourself, it's like a child in a way, like when you give a child limits they they actually flourish more because they don't have to make a lot of decisions. The decisions mm, are yeah. sort of already made. And it's the same yeah. way with you, you know, like as a, you know, and as an adult, it's the same. All humans are work that way. You know, if you tell yourself you only, for instance, have dessert on Wednesdays and weekends, well, when it's Thursday and the question comes up, it's not even a question. It's not, it's not, you're not negotiating with yourself, You've, sort right. of, you've already made that decision in a way that feels good and right for you, like before you're in the situation. And so when you're traveling, it's just good practice to sort of think ahead. What kind of hurdles do I think I'm going to hit? And like, I'm going to do my best to plan ahead like we talked about before. And then I'm just going to sort of control what I can because there are just things that are going to come at me that I can't anticipate. And I need to be able to like flex around those things, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I call them your yeses and nos, like yeah. making sure that you always know what your yes is will automatically let you know what your no is. And then you don't have to make that, you know, get that decision fatigue that we as moms have, um, business owners, moms, you know, all the different titles we, we have so many, just, I think it, what is it? It's going on on social media right now, but there's like 35,000 decisions we have to make in a day. Oh yeah. If yeah. you can automatically have those decided out for you, that is one or two less things that you have to even you know think about
0: yeah yeah and i mean you know you're layering on all these good things you know it's not any one thing that's going to change your health or your business or your relationships it's all the things together combined and how they interact with one another and you know it's like your body your body isn't a heart and the lungs and a liver it's like all of those things have to work together or nothing works, you know? Right. Yeah. And I just think, you know, layering on some good things will crowd out a few of the bad things. And then you can just enjoy your holiday with whatever you decide to do and move on guilt free. Cause you're like, you know what? I showed up for myself in the way that I intended to do, that I kind of planned ahead.
1: Yeah. That was like the perfect sentence for the next uh, point which is literally no. (laughs) That is the point. (laughs) Um, And being able to get comfortable with that word and not having to over-explain. I know, I I just feel like as women, we just have it in us to just have to either explain or just be like, it's fine for right now. Like, you know, this person wants me to kind of over-indulge with her or him and i'm just gonna say no i'm j- basically drawing this boundary line and i feel like we get scared to do that but you're just surprised how often it has more like that person is often inviting you into something because they are doing it it has nothing really to do with you so if you yeah. just say the word no it's really about you and your boundaries and you're controlling what you can in terms of what is most honoring and beneficial to you and i know yeah. it's going to feel weird at first but if you're around in the, in the holidays and if you're around family They should be able to respect that. And if they don't, that's a them problem. And so it really honestly just builds more of not only are you building this. There's just so many layers here. You're telling yourself that you're worth it and you don't want to do something. So you're not going to. You're modeling to your kids that they don't have to say yes to someone because they feel they should. And then you're modeling to that other person how to do it, too. And so I am a big, you know, respectfully trying to let people know that you know i don't care what you do but i this is where my line is and i'm gonna go over here instead
0: yeah i mean and i've had truth be told um you know interactions that went both ways right sometimes you say no to that extra drink or dessert and that person says oh man i know i shouldn't do it either let's do this other Mm -hmm. thing and you're like cool that like feels so good that we just both right. were able to like, say no to something that neither of us really wanted. It's like you kind of do what you kind of don't, you know, it's not good for you, you know. And right. then I've, I've had the opposite experience where you say no, and that person gets like irritated. But again, like mm-hmm. you said, that's not really your problem. If you hold firm in your boundaries, it's gonna, you're gonna come out better in the long run, like, in your sense of self. Yes, your health, yes, your relationships and your business, but in your sense of self and your ability to do it again and again and again in the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it also just kind of, I mean, there's certain family members that just won't ask me certain questions anymore because they know the answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it does get, I feel like it's hard the first couple of times you do it, but it does get easier. And you know, whether someone is accepted or not, it does become the norm around you when you yeah. are willing to put in. It's like extra effort at the beginning for no effort ultimately later on versus sometimes I feel like we think saying yes is the least amount of effort, but then we have to keep saying yes or we eventually have to say no. And then we have, you know, the effort has to be put in later. And so if you just like draw the line in the sand now, it's actually like we talked about before, it's freeing you to like understand where your standards are and how let other people know where those are as well.
0: Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we were originally talking about too, that you know sometimes it takes, like, it, like you said, it's more work in the front end because it takes you letting them know ahead of time, like we talked about originally. And then you remind right. them before you get there that you have this other thing that you need to do. And then they still don't hear you or believe you. <laughs> and when you get there, they're like, oh, but you can just do this one thing, right? And, you know, it's then up to you to do what you wanted to do and hold your boundary anyway by saying no. Um, yeah. You know, they can't do it for you. Um, so and, and ultimately, that sounds all I feel like a little bit negative. But at the end of the day, it's really around setting yourself up to have to To not have that like holiday hangover where you're like, oh my god, what just happened? I can't believe I did A, B, and C, and I totally regret it. And I didn't have make the time for this, that, and the other thing because I was doing all this junk I didn't want to do. You know.
1: Well, and I also think too, you would be surprised of when you do stick to your boundary, how much more enjoyable the holidays will be. Because I know we all have a family member that just is like really pushy, and you invent them so much, and but you like. I don't even think some people won't say that some people don't know what they're feeling, but it's like, you just have this icky feeling around them. And so if you kind of set that boundary, you also open it up your heart really to like being around them and loving them a little bit more than you did before. Cause you're not compromising your own self to make them happier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's brilliant. And, you know, just, we wanted to kind of wrap up with the last idea that we had for you. And um Veronica reminded me of this. I had kind of forgotten about it. Um, but the two-minute rule, um, James Clear writes about in the book Atomic Habits. And a true habit really only takes two minutes. So we're not talking about making things take 45 minutes of a meditation practice where you have to be in complete silence and, you know, in the lotus position on the floor. If that's your thing, cool. But I'm not doing that. <laughs> And if you can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you can, as a working, busy mom in the holiday season, because let's all face it, like, the dads aren't, they are not doing all the shopping and all the cooking and the cookies and the magic and the decoration. You know, my husband is great, and he it, it is changing over time. But the truth okay. is, my moms kind of, like, do a lot of that. And it's its a mental load anyway. Even if they're doing it, it's still a mental yeah. load. And, you know, if you can just say to yourself, I'm going to take two minutes in the morning, two minutes at lunchtime, and two minutes in the evening to do whatever the thing is, quiet time, walk outside, take deep breaths, drink a big glass of water. You know what I mean? That will mm-hmm. go really far. And it's and it sticks when it's easy. When it's hard, you just won't do it.
1: Right. I have literally built an entire program based on this one like foundation of the two-minute rule because... Yeah you will literally build a whole new neurological pathway for something by just doing it two minutes a day. Um, you don't even have to do it every day, but two minutes a day, majority of the days will build an entire new pathway in your brain of, you know, whatever it is that you're working on, whether that's spiritual health, whether that's business, whether that's motherhood, making sure that you are intentional with just two minutes. I mean, I know that we are, so, we have so much on our schedules. We have so much going on. Everyone has two minutes and the profoundness of like what truly happens in your body, in your mind, in in your soul, when you are intentional with just two minutes at a time is a big deal. And so um, I just wanted to end on this note because I know we talked about a lot of things and almost every single one of the things that we talked about, you can do within two minutes, even in just like the intention of putting your shoes on. He talks in the book, putting your shoes on as if you're going to go for a walk and then taking them off is literally the habit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just like a building block for the next thing that you want to do. And so at the end of the day, if you're like, I can't with anything, take two minutes to do something towards the goal that you've been striving for. And I promise you, you're going to get there faster than you could have ever imagined.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and on that note, just kind of wrapping up, like whatever you choose to do, keep it easy, keep it small, and you... Can be consistent. So easy and consistent is going to take you farther than I think I say a lot like, don't upend your whole life. Like, you don't have to do that. You can keep things easy and consistent, and you will have infinitely more success than almost anything else that you try to do.
1: When it comes to keeping your healthy habits over the holidays, especially if you're traveling, just know that you do have options. Take these seven tips with you to help you maintain your health and your sanity.
0: And I just wanted to recap one last time, just so in case you fast forwarded through half this episode and missed all our fun conversation. <laughs> here are the seven tips that we we want you to kind of keep in mind when you're traveling. You want to share your plan ahead when you can. You want to keep up as many of the healthy habits that fit in your life as you can during this busy time. Know your destination. You want to figure out where you're going, what you're doing, and kind of just think about it a little bit and do a little recon. Number four, get back to the basics. Keep it very simple and you'll have much better success. Number five, control those controllables. Don't try to control Aunt Susan because she hates everything you say (laughs) and you're not going to get very far. So just focus on you and what you're doing and you'll be in a much better position. Um, don't be afraid to say no, number six and number seven. The biggest deal is the two-minute rule. Pick something you can do for two minutes that's gonna make you feel good and do it every day while you're traveling. So we hope this was really helpful. Um, Join us over in the Facebook group. We will drop some links to some things that we enjoy that we talked about today. And we look forward to seeing you all next week. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up. And head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there.
1: In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives, And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.